He looks like Michael Sarah. I think that's why I don't like him. What the fuck? He <laughs> looks like Michael Sarah. <laughs> Michael Sarah. He really does look like a preppy bitch that like has a father that owns a yacht. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong about that part. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of No One Cares About. Your podcast takeover. Is there something wrong with your voice? Sounded kind of weird, huh? That didn't quite sound like you. It sounded like Lou. Is Lou here? I don't see him. Hmm. That's weird. Oh, well. <laughs> Continue as normal then. All right. Well, I am Commissioner Johnny, and I'm joined, as always, by... Your favorite co-host, Crispy. All right. Well, here we are. It's, uh, what is this? We're going into week six already? Sadly. Five weeks of football in the books? A month of football down? It's hard to believe that we're here, but here we are, <laughs> whether we like it or not. So uh, five weeks in, it's, you know, kind of like a third of the fantasy season already. How are you feeling? I'm on a good losing streak, so I'm pretty sure I will be in last place very soon. Hmm. So not great. Nope, not very good. Although I did manage to survive in fumble games, but I'm sure we can talk about that later. Yeah, Fumble Games is a little closer than I expected it at the end. I had a great weekend in Fumble Games. I had a great fantasy weekend overall, actually. Humble brag. Uh, We talked about the Teacher League. I was defeated in that league 0-4. Expected to go 0-5, but I pulled out my first win. Oh, finally. Finally got my first win. Finally, you got it. Didn't think it was going to happen with you. I think I went uh, four and two in fantasy this weekend with all of your Seahawks. Yeah, like my whole my entire bench was buys. I also managed a trade in that league with the guy I was playing with. It was a little weird, but it worked out. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, and last humble brag for myself, I got highest points in Scott Fishbowl this week. Did you really? I did because Cooper Cup is alive. Oh. But you didn't show up in, you just got it in your league, in your mirror league? Yeah. No, no, just, just in my league. I'm taking the little wins, okay? Okay. Well. 284 <laughs> for me. <laughs> That's pretty good. I actually lost Scott Fishbowl this last week, and I was, I've been doing pretty well, so that was sad. You know what else was sad? What, what was sad? Being a Cowboys fan. It's very sad right now. Aren't you used to that sadness? <laughs> I don't know. It's like up and down every week. I'm like happy. I'm sad. I'm on top of the world. I'm like on the verge of suicide. I don't know, guys. Like this is just super painful. I don't know what to think. I I don't I don't know. I don't know. I like don't want to go like too extreme. I don't want to get crazy. I don't know what to say. I just want to. I don't know. I'm so over this. Ah! Are you dead? Hello? Hey uh, Johnny, I'm here for that um, that co-host spot. I got my got my resume ready. Uh, Lou, what what co-host spot? How did you know? Hey Johnny, I'm also here because I saw that there was an opening again today. Hey David, what what are, what are you guys doing here? Guys, guys, did it work? Did she freak out with a sample jersey and a boombox? Was that enough? <laughs> Omar, what the heck are you guys doing here? You know, we 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 heard that you you were gonna need us today. Well, it looks like um, Crispy might have had an aneurysm or something. She's on the floor right now. Again, don't know how you guys knew that, but I'll take it. So I'm not doing this by myself. I mean, did you see the Sunday night football game? Pretty sure she was bleeding as much as the Cowboys were bleeding points. Ooh, she made it to Wednesday. Well, <laughs> welcome to the pod, guys. Thanks for jumping in. Um, I guess while she's passed out, let's just uh, 
let's move on here. Uh, let's talk week five recaps, some notable news. So this was a, a rough one for injuries. I mean, we've had some pretty bad injuries already, but week five might be up there so far. Um, first off, we have Anthony Richardson. It's a good thing that Gardner's there, right? Uh, yeah, you know, he's he's been in and out. Anthony Richardson, I think he's only played like two full games, honestly. Um, so he's been in and out of the lineup, but he's going to be out for a while after this one. That was a bummer because I really liked him. He was doing really good things uh, for Indy. Um, but yeah, you're right. He's only made it like through two full games. He and he's got what is concussion and now his shoulder towards labrium. He's officially going on IR, but they're saying it, at minimum he's going to be out four weeks. Could be as much as eight weeks. Yeah, he's really got to work on that. Uh, being able to just stay within the pocket and not be so mobile. I mean, I, I get that he wants to try to pick up stuff with his legs, but they need longevity out of this guy. Yeah, that's the thing with a lot of young quarterbacks, especially you know those athletic ones. We we see it all the time where they just get injured. Um, reminds me of even not he wasn't even that young, but when Jimmy G first got to the Niners. Um, he was just trying to do too much and then he got injured off that sideline play. Omar, I'm sure you remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I also remember how <laughs> terrible his mobility became. I also remember that happening to Trey Lance and then, you know, uh, when do you think it's going to happen to Brock Purdy? Yeah. yeah Brock Purdy did have a flappy arm at the end of that <laughs> season last year. So a little different scenario for that one. Yeah. It's just a tad. Um, uh, so brutal. Yeah. They have Minshew, um, not too many available quarterbacks here to really replace them. I mean, I can't imagine too many people had Anthony Richardson as their QB1, but he's had so much fantasy upside that, you know, if that is the case, you're going to be struggling to get a replacement. Uh, the next one that we have, oh, this one's brutal. This one hurts me, is Devon Achan. You know, he finished the game. He looked totally fine. And then they were checking him out uh, afterwards. And all of a sudden, a couple of days later, I think we heard officially today, we're recording on Wednesday, that he's going on IR. So he's going to be out for at least four weeks. Uh, yeah, no, that's rough for the Dolphins, but at least they have Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert's always uh, been a good option. Obviously, like Why are you saying uh, that with a straight face, Raheem Mostert being a good option because he went ahead <laughs> and scored like four touchdowns on the Packers for the Niners, and he's been great Ooh. on that offense. Ooh, lucky game. I mean, it's all ex-Niner running backs on the Dolphins, anyways. Yeah, it's just kind of it's a bummer to see that uh, he was already exploding on the scene and just like. All the, he's just so fast, man. It's crazy how explosive he was on those running plays and where he would get some open field. He would just take off. So I'm, I'm bummed to see him go, but I'm excited to see him come back. He's so fast that he was going faster than the injury. The injury had to catch up to him after the game. <laughs> That's wild. He's for real. Um, and the last one, another major one. Uh, if you have this player, you're definitely freaking out at this point in time. Justin Jefferson. How about that one? I feel bad for all folks who had this man as their first round pick because that is brutal. It's going to be out for uh, four to six weeks, right? Yeah. And then there's some contract talks with him. He might be, he might even milk this a little bit longer. Um, obviously, the Vikings are not having the season they expected. Justin Jefferson's Je- Justin Jefferson injury is definitely not what they needed right now, but for fantasy mag- managers, he'd been probably the best wide receiver out there, uh, consistently always in the top ten, and yeah, going to be on like you said, four to six weeks at least. Where uh, do you know off the top of your head where Justin Jefferson ranks for the year for fantasy managers? 
Wide receiver six, but a lot of that is from this past week because he ended up wide receiver 59 because he only had 5.8 points. Um, but yeah, I think prior to prior to last week, yeah, last week he was wide receiver one, actually. So wow. yeah, this past week definitely dropped him. And again, we're if you roster him, you're freaking out. <laughs> There's no nothing else to say. Yeah, it's definitely and this depth chart for the Vikings isn't that great either. That was the only thing that was great for the Vikings. Well, got Come it, back, Thielen. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jordan Addison's been doing okay. Uh, the rookie receiver there. Uh, KJ Osborne had a good season last year, so this might be a good opportunity for them to step up. But it's just so tough with the Vikings being one and four. Yeah, it's, it's tough times in Minnesota, and there's all these rumors about uh, Kirk Cousins being traded. It's definitely teams that could use him. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> Or even taking over yeah, for Mac Aaron Jones. Is coming back. Yeah, Kirk will take him to the playoffs and Aaron Rodgers will take him to the promised land right after. That. <laughs> <laughs> Ayahuasca will get, the, get you there. Ooh. All right, so it's week six. Uh, we mentioned last week we have two teams on a bye. Uh, the Packers and the Steelers. Not a ton of fantasy stars there, but definitely... Some players that are being rostered. So if you have any of those players, I'm sure you're making um, those necessary moves around it. If you didn't already have people to go ahead and supplement that, you were not managing your team very well. But Jordan Love has been averaging, what, like 13, 14 points, right? You had Aaron Jones out last week. Christian Watson hasn't done anything for the Packers. And then, I mean, the Steelers, you know, uh, Pickens and Pickett, maybe, and not Najee hasn't, you know, done much either. So I, I can't see this bye week hurting that many people. Yeah, for sure. I think this bye comes at a perfect time because it, I watched that first week, and that team is going to wanted to filter their offense through Aaron Jones. They did. They wanted to filter their offense through Aaron Jones. Some of those touchdowns were just Aaron Jones housing them, you know, thirty yards. And uh, ever since he got hurt, it's been he he did stretch the field a little bit, but that team didn't look the same. So I think Aaron Jones getting another week to get healthy, kind of recouping. If he comes back, I think that team's going to do a lot better. How about those Steelers, though? Next, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got lucky this week with the uh, odd stat. By the way, the fact that uh, Lamar Jackson has only beat the uh, the Steelers once is like an insane stat line to me. That is pretty crazy. And he played really well this past week. It's a miracle that you're right, that the Steelers pulled off that win. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious because he played twice a year. That's, that's the, <laughs> yes. the Mike Tomlin secret It's like mind-boggling right when you think about it. I mean, to be fair, he like was injured for a couple of those games, but still, like just wild stat. So again, nothing too crazy with the week six buys, but I'm here to, pre- uh, to preface this for all of you. Week seven is by Mageddon. We're going to have six teams on a bye and a ton of more fantasy implications. So just to get your heads around that, get ready for it. It's going to be the Panthers, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Texans, the Jets, and the Titans in week seven. For me, I have the Cowboys defense. And I mean, last week, thank God I benched them. But <laughs> you know, they are, they are, they've been generating points, a lot of points. So I'll miss them then. Crazy stat that I heard today was um, the Cowboys defense has more points than CD Lamb and has like a point ish more than Sam Laporta. Wow. That's crazy. 
I can't imagine how many tight ends have less points than the Cowboys defense. I saw that Jerry Jones doesn't isn't really like trying to utilize CD Lamb a whole lot more. He's not like concerned about it. I'm like, he's got I think four games. He's got four receptions or four targets. I forget which one it is, but it's some like insanely low utilization. Yeah. The man's Jerry Jones don't care no more. He's too old, bro. He was born before football existed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this this by Mageddon is that Mageddon, though. Because uh, there's been years where you know you got I, you you got a lot of uh, players. I know maybe a Jamar Chase, a Cowboys defense, but like it does, it's not as bad as as the years past. I think the schedule makers were like we we win in fantasy this year, boys. Well, <laughs> I disagree mostly because Week 13 this year also has six teams on a bye, and that one is going to be worse than this one. We'll talk about that as that gets closer, but that's fantasy playoff time and you definitely don't want to see six teams on a bye then that's a mageddon mageddon on week 13 that's right so this is this will be our first taste of it especially for i mean all of us are in fumble games so definitely gonna have to navigate the buys for that one um but week 13 is going to be a tough one Ugh, gross all right, so let's go ahead and recap week six by going over the top 10 um, performances for the positions. These are all PPR scoring. Uh, starting off with the quarterbacks. Our top quarterback in week five was Justin Fields with 33 points. That's a back-to-back top three performances from him. He's back, baby. He's back. <laughs> Timothy himself is back. <laughs> it is insane. He's got that many points on the Bears. I like him. I like him a lot, but to see him at 33 this last week, I'm happy for the guy, but I am also baffled that this man is uh, scoring these points on the Bears. Hey, man, you know how you know how big of an impact these last two weeks were? He is quarterback three over the year now. That's crazy. You know what's crazy? I also dropped him in a couple leagues uh, two weeks ago, so that's cool. <laughs> that was ill-advised. Well, he was trending down, so there's definitely reason to do that. And so um, it was pretty surprising when he when he hit that top three last week and we talked about it. But, you know, he put up record numbers and it still ended up losing. He was on a short week uh, going against the commanders there on Thursday. And I thought for sure he was going to come back down to earth. And he said, nope, hold my beer. Let me give you a top number one performance for quarterback and throws down 33 points. This is very impressive. I'm salty, but good for him. (laughs) Well, we'll see how it goes. He has he has a kind of a light schedule coming up, so you know, David, if you can get him back, maybe you should. Don't consider it. Yeah, his schedule. I I mean, I picked him up. I paid a lot. I, I overpaid a bit. I think no one else fought me, but I took a look at his schedule, man. The next, I don't know, six or seven weeks. It looks good, man. It's it's tasty. It's it's gonna be a lot of points. Up next, uh, number two is Josh Allen. 28.8 points. Uh, despite them losing there in London, we'll talk about that later. Number three was Jalen Hurts, 28.3 points. Number four, oh, so far all these have been Jays, by the way. Uh, and our fourth J is Jared Goff, <laughs> 27.4 points. So I think the Jays had some collusion going on or something, but uh, that's our top four in quarterbacks. Uh, top five, we have a new name. Welcome to the top 10. Sam Howell, 26.4 points. Oh, what's up with that? I know that, that makes no sense to me. <laughs> and they <laughs> lost. Makes total sense to me. I mean, I was kind of high up on him. I think he, 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 what did he play a couple games at the end of last year? He was looking good. So I thought he might have a good season. Um, has not so far, but um, 
randomly decides to throw a, throw in a top five performance this week. So kudos on you. Look what he played. He played the Bears. Bears the have been Bears. giving up top five quarterback performances all year. If you see the Bears, put the quarterback in. I don't even care if it's that Arizona quarterback. We don't know whose name it is. Uh, yeah. So uh, stream your anti-Bears person, I guess. Uh, number six is Desmond Ritter. What are these Ooh. names, bro? Huh? Wait, who's who's that? Who's De- Desmond is, is, Riddler? The Riddler? I thought it was Ryder. Is it not Ryder? Uh, let's Ryder. Is that the guy who makes <laughs> the balls? Writer. Does he make sports equipment? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, 26.2 points. Uh, his highest performance this year uh, by far. Uh, but on the season, he's QB 19. So, I don't know. If you're desperate, if you... You lost Anthony Richardson. I don't know. Maybe take a shot on Ritter. Who knows? Gardner. Gardner. <laughs> Number seven. Yes. Let's put some respect on this man's name. I don't Brock want to talk about Purdy it. at seven with 26.1 points. Yeah, he's uh, he's 17th on the year, but loved seeing those touchdowns. You guys cannot tell me that that uh, them, including that uh, Lions play of the flea flicker to, to George Kittle wasn't gorgeous it was just so much fun to watch it wasn't gorgeous and it wasn't fun to watch i can tell you anything i want you guys obviously don't appreciate the game but yeah no i'm really excited to see brock moving up here i think that that's something that can go ahead and become more of a mainstay Uh, if he's not necessarily in top 10 um, i can definitely see him being like top 12 top 15 just because as defenses adjust to trying to destroy Christian McCaffrey and just like take his head off with all kinds of face masks and everything else. Um, Brock is going to go ahead and be, you know, dishing the ball even more. And obviously the Niners have all kinds of amazing weapons to go ahead and like have him throw to. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really upset that I don't have him um, in my other league. Actually. What's kind of crazy is that he did throw four touchdowns uh, to your point. Uh, CMC was kind of quiet. We'll talk about that later uh, this past week against the Cowboys. And even with four touchdowns, he only is top seven. It's kind of crazy with, you know, Fields and Howell ahead of him. But um, yeah, definitely a good performance for him. Um, again, I'm still not a believer. I've so come to the, fields. I've come to the conclusion that he looks like Michael Sarah. I think that's why he bugs me so much. Um, we'll see when he, re- when he revisits the top 10 again. Rock Birdie versus the world. Rock Birdie versus the world. Um, Number eight. This one I'm much more excited for. Oh, Joe Burrow. His first top 10 performance this year. um, 24.4 points. Uh, Jamar Chase went crazy. We'll talk about that later. Um, And Burrow finally shows life and cracks the top 10 with that performance. Thank God, man. It's so good to see him like back up here. You'd love to see that guy. He's just so like cool and confident back there. It's good to see him up there again. His highest performance, though, this year was quarterback 21. That's his highest performance. So very likely that if you're a Joe Burrow owner, you probably benched him and missed out on this one. But either way, you're happy to see signs of life from him. Yeah. Number nine was Bryce Young, 20.3 points. Uh, First time he cracked the top 10 as well. Uh, Good to see that. Um, and wrapping up our top 10, welcome back. My favorite quarterback, Kirk Cousins. After that abysmal <laughs> QB 22 performance last week, 
Uh, this week, he comes back to life a little bit. But as a Kirk Cousins owner, definitely nervous on that because of uh, Justin Jefferson missing now. Yeah, I don't see him cracking the top 10 again. Like, I'll be I'll be really surprised if I, we see him here next week. We'll see him here at the trade deadline. A crispy curse. Hey, bring out the chains because Park Cousins is back, baby. Show him the teeth. Show him the teeth, Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. Kirk Cousins is going to crack the top 10 week after week if he's wearing a green Jets jersey. Yeah. All right, moving on to uh, running backs. Uh, Number one. Uh, He's been on the list several times, but first time in the first position. Travis Etienne with 36.4 points. Um, My favorite part about this, I don't know if you guys saw the tweets. He tweeted that uh, this past weekend, he played against himself in fantasy. I did see that. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you first pick yourself? Why don't you have that confidence in yourself? <laughs> yeah, I'm hey, my sure. My man's not dumb. My man's was, not dumb. He knew. <laughs> I'm sure someone was trolling and like made sure to pick him up before he could even pick himself up, maybe in the first round or something, and paid off because it 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 got it got him more points against the man. <laughs> Uh, number two on the week was Zach Moss. This is a surprising one. 33.5 points. Uh, the big news going into last week, obviously, was the return of Jonathan Taylor as well as Cooper Cup. Big name players are finally going to hit the field for the first time. Um, as a Zach Moss owner, I was terribly nervous. I'm sure a ton of people benched him. I played him at least in one league. I might have benched him in another but yeah, paid off for sure. 33.5 points uh, with Jonathan Taylor just getting 10 snaps. Zach saw how much uh, JT got paid and was like, I need that payday too. Nah, Zach Moss was like, oh, really, Miss Crispy? Put some respect on the name. <laughs> Crispy curse going hard. That's, yeah. that's going to be a year-long Crispy curse. Well, I, I don't know. Again, as a Zach Moss owner, I was excited to see it. I don't know if that's going to be forever. They paid... They paid Jonathan Taylor way too much money for this to be the case. Uh, he ended up with 4.4 points. So if you started him, you probably weren't too happy about that. Um, but I think definitely that's going to start leveling out. And they just paid Jonathan Taylor too much money. Um, he has to be the lead back there eventually. I think they're just easing easing him up a little bit. And also the fact that, you know, you just paid him so much money. You also don't want him to get injured too. So they're playing it a little safe, I think. Uh, RB3 on the week was Brees Hall with uh, 28.4 points. Out of nowhere. I know. I was so happy for that because I've got him in a couple leagues, including in Final Dynasty, uh, which helped me on my victory over Luton. So he finally came to life. I've been just being trying to be patient with him because you feel like this guy is going to come to life at some point. Before this, it was just like abysmal numbers, right? He was just like at... um, Two points, less than a point, nine points, and finally breaks out for a game. So I was really, really happy to see that. Yeah, kind of trending down. Uh, His highest performance was RB31, and that was in week one. So, yeah, I'm sure you were sweating that. But if you played him, um, definitely reap the benefits this time. And it was against Luton, so it was a nice cherry on top. There we go. Uh, Number four on the week was Isaiah Pacheco. I kind of talked him down last week. Still not a believer. I got to see it a little bit more. Um, 21.5 points. Last week, he was was RB6, so he's trending in the right direction. Uh, He's playing the Broncos this week. Uh, This pod's coming out after the Thursday night game, but 
Uh, I'll just go ahead and congratulate Isaiah Pacheco on your RB1 performance in week six. <laughs> I believe it. I mean, the, like, 100%. Matt Nagy likes running backs, so I'm surprised that he hasn't been uh, doing better, but I definitely see him maintaining this course for a while. RB5 on the week was David Montgomery, 20.9 points. His back-to-back top five performances, so good on him. Yes. Uh, Josh Jacobs staying relevant as well, 19.9 points for him. Um, talk about this player as well, RB7, Alvin Kamara. Uh, been playing in the NFL this year for two weeks and back-to-back top 10 performances, 18.7. Seeing his attempts go up every week, so he's definitely um, killing it. Jaleel McLaughlin, they're stepping in for the injured Javante Williams. He was RB8, 17.9 points. Oh, and this one, I'm taking a victory lap on, on for sure. Tajay Spears. I've been saying how you know his snap percentage has been going up, especially compared to Derrick Henry. And this time he, you know, outscores him. RB9 with 16.9 points. Nice call there. Yeah. I know his name because of you. <laughs> roster him. Roster him. I know him no one on the Titans except for King Henry. So it's nice to have another name to look forward to seeing. Uh, I think DeAndre Hopkins is there now too, but is he really? Yeah. I I would not yeah. have known seeing how his output's been. Mm, interesting we'll talk about that really? and then okay. uh, wrapping up our top 10 is deandre swift uh 16.8 points i'm still confused about this eagles backfield but um two top 10 performances from him this year um yeah i'd just like to see a little more clarity in that backfield and then some honorable mentions here um we know that um achan is going to be out for a while Raheem Moster did pull up a RB11 performance this past week, 15.8 points. And this is the first time we see CMC off of the top 10. He was RB12 with 13.8 points. The one thing that happened to right this week was hold that man down. He, by any means necessary. Literally being held, being face masked and pulled in every which way. You know, see, like... Defenses are getting a bit tougher against CMC. Uh, he's had like a a couple of more um, like those face mask calls, those pulls that are a little too aggressive. As a CMC owner, definitely concerns me. But I, I don't see him ever dropping like below fifteen, um, and he's definitely got a lot more top tens in him this year. Uh, up next, we have wide receivers. It is a wide receiver world, and we're all just kind of living in it. Jamar Chase, love to see it. He's 7'11. He's always open. Open, open. Wide receiver one, 52.5 points. This is my mm. counter curse on this one. I've been complaining so much about him. And he's like, you know what, Johnny? I can do it too. And he scored 52 and a half points. I hope you did not bench him. Imagine no, no. scoring 52 points <laughs> and you're number two. <laughs> That's so true, right? Um, <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, to that point, wide receiver two, uh, DJ Moore, which is clearly Justin Fields' favorite target, 49 points. I know so many people that played against DJ Moore this past week and like your week was wrecked. <laughs> that was a Thursday night game. So if at the end of Thursday, you're facing a 49-point deficit off of one player, you're just like, let's just call it. Let's just bench everybody losing and move your, on. Losing your week, week on six. Thursday night is rough. 
yeah, it's not great. Tyreek Hill has been up and down, up and down. His ups have been very up. Wide receiver three performance from him, 32.1 points. How about that? A 17-point drop-off from wide receiver two to three. And you're not complaining about 32 (laughs) points. (laughs) Not at all. It's wild. Um, Adam Thieland as well. Um, He's so far been trending with Tyreek Hill. Kind of weird. Um, They swap positions for this one. Uh, Wide receiver four, 27.7 points. George Pickens? Yeah, for that's real? an anomaly for sure. <laughs> uh, I think he wears black and yellow. George Pickens, 26.6 points this past week, I guess. was he? Did he play quarterback too for them or what was that? Probably. That was, yeah. I, again, this, this offense has been uh, not it. I know there was a lot of hype around the Steelers. Um, a lot of people thought like thinking Pickens obviously the number one for Pickett, but I do not see this uh, maintaining or repeating anytime soon. Yeah, no way. Um, wide receiver six on the week, Stefan Diggs, 24.1 points. Um, Gabe Davis, 22 points there, a wide receiver seven. He scored a touchdown every week for the past four weeks. That is unsustainable. So at some point in time, he's <laughs> going to have to not catch a touchdown one week, and that's definitely going to knock him off his top 10. Um, but I have a couple shares of him, and so I'm definitely taking him where I can get it. How about this? The aforementioned DeAndre Hopkins, the one that you said was trash. First top 10 performance from him, 22 points from the Titans wide receiver. I mean, it's great to see D-Hop actually break the top 10, but again, that Titans offense is just so not wide receiver friendly at all. I uh, like again not sustainable. Not not like I love D Hop. He was obviously super talented wide receiver, but I, going to this team just felt like uh, very much like I, I don't get it. Like it just made no sense to me at all when I when I saw the signing and I you know again him him breaking top ten is great and all. Um, kudos to him, but just not somebody who I expect to see here or see delivering very many points throughout the rest of the season. The next two players uh, we haven't heard from in a bit. They fell off for sure, but uh, nice to see them back. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver 9 on the week, 20.6 points. And Jacoby Myers, uh, wide receiver 10, 20.5 points. And then uh, this next one, just outside of our top 10, we were wondering what this was going to look like once Cooper Cup returned. Uh, Puka Nakua ends up as wide receiver 11 with 20.1 points. But Cooper Cup said, slow down, I'm still here. Wide receiver 12, 19.8 points. How crazy is that? Cooper Cup. Combo breaker. <laughs> I love your stutter. It makes me happy. Yeah, they got a great like one-two combo with those two, right? If you're in a double-team Cooper Cup, you're leaving Puka open. If you're covering both of them, you've got two-two open. They so it's the wide receiver core for the Rams is is really solid right now. In the first possession, uh, Cooper Cup went 5 for 56. 10.6 fantasy points in the Rams' first possession. After I saw that, I was like, RIP Puka Nakua. And, you know, he leveled off. And so Puka got some love and then he got a second touchdown this year. So it was good to see. But um, yeah, (laughs) Cooper Cup definitely came back full strength. And we definitely hope he can keep that up. And they rested the man, so just just as a 
just as the warning out there, uh, Cooper Cup didn't score the touchdown. It was Puka, and he barely beat him. So uh, I'm sorry, but the Cup train is coming. We all knew the Cup train was coming. We just want to make sure that um, Nakua still gets his. And, you know, like, like you said, they're, they, they have a similar profile. Uh, the Rams are using the two of them in very similar ways. So uh, if that keeps uh, Cup fresh, let's give Nakua some volume. All right, wrapping up with our tight ends. Number one, George Kittle. Yes, George Kittle. You love to see it. It's great to see uh, Kittle up top here. Um, however, like it, he's very much one of those guys that's very boomer bust. Um, I don't expect to see him here in the top 10, probably anywhere between four to six more times. That That's going to be my my over-under on him is, uh, we'll say it's eight. Crispy curse. <laughs> Can there be a crispy uh, curse without her being here? I don't. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I I guess I'm channeling a little bit of crispy right there. Put it out there. But uh, she's just on the ground, guys. She's right here. Kittle is an amazing <laughs> tight end. Um, you know, very selfless, always blocking, always you know helping my Niners go ahead and get more yardage. Always effing was, Cowboys. Yes, always effing Cowboys. But it is awesome to go ahead and see him in here in the number one slot, which is, you know, where I think he belongs because he is fantastic. I think Kittle's like a false prophet. You know, there's a lot of talk about him. He's definitely talented. I agree with you. But it's just the usage is so weird in San Francisco, right? They have a ton of receivers and CMC as well. Um, Omar, you being the 49er fan, do you know how many receptions Kittle got this past week? Three. Do you know how many touchdowns he got this week? Three. So they were all touchdowns that were thrown to him. <laughs> yes, they were. They so were again, yes. not sustainable. He had one additional target. So four targets, three receptions, three touchdowns. So you love the stat line at the end of the day, but um, again, is it sustainable? I don't think it is. The week prior, he had one reception. Um, mm-hmm. He has had week one and week two, he had three receptions each for those. So the volume is just super weird. The other time when he did crack tight end three, he had seven receptions. You definitely want to see more of that, right? Um, But yeah, three touchdowns on three receptions is not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Purdy was using him as a a, a bit of a blanket last year. Like last year, he really like blew up towards the end of the season. You know, when when Brock was throwing to him and um, and again, he was just like that safety blanket, like almost like that check down option. But Purdy just seems so much more comfortable with the offense this year. And he's been, he's really developed a really great relationship with Brandon Ayuk. Um, you know, obviously a great relationship with Debo Samuel as well. And then CMC just gets a lot of that, you know, those close touchdowns and those, again, checkdowns are now going to him as opposed to going to, to George. So again, love, love the fact that he's up here, but not sustainable. Don't think it'll go ahead and, um, you know, be repeated too often this season. Get old number one, tight end by the end of the year. Write it down, erase it, write it down again. Lou, can you place a bet at your, at your nearest sports book? You got it. Take out a mortgage, place the bet, lose the money, take out a third mortgage. Tied in two on the week, Dallas Goddard. His first top 10 performance this year, 25.7 points. Uh, Travis Kelsey, no stranger to this list. Week uh, Top 10 every week that he's played. So he was tied in three, 22.7 points. Um, we got that notification. Uh, I wasn't watching the Chiefs game at the time, but... Um, I know he got injured on that, and then he was on the sidelines begging to come in, and then people are freaking out. Is Kelsey okay? Comes back in, sc- 
scores a touchdown. So uh, Taylor's happy. I'm sure she is. He's probably like, yeah, this is the first is. game she's not at. I got to score a touchdown, guys. And you're like, fine, get your touchdown. See what yeah, happens like, when she doesn't go to the game? Oh, so you want you want to see more Taylor? Is that what you're saying, Lou? I, I know. What? I knew you were trouble when you walked in. Swifty <laughs> confirm. Uh, ten and four. Logan Thomas, twenty point seven points. A good pickup there. Uh, Sam Laporta. Uh, we're a fan of his. Nineteen point seven points. That guy's been amazing this year. That connection yeah, that he's developed with Goff has been awesome. Yeah, and uh, you know, typically you don't see much from rookie tight ends, but Sam Laporta is breaking the mold. Uh, Dalton Schultz, nineteen point five points, tight end six. Uh, Darren Waller, sixteen point six points, tight end seven. Nice to see some sign of life there from the New York Giant, Darren Waller. And um, this, I think, this is a curse of the week from last week. I literally said, "Drop <laughs> Kyle Pitts." Kyle Pitts. The Kyle Pitts experiment is over. What did I do? I picked up Johnny Smith, I think, in two leagues. And Kyle Pitts says, you know what? I can play football. Scores 15.7 points and is tight end eight on the week. That is ridiculous. The yep. Crespo curse. <laughs> so mad. So mad. This man just decided to remember how to catch balls again. At least you know he channeled the hate. Who's his, who's his quarterback? I don't even know whose quarterback is still. So. I don't know either. The Riddler. Is it the Riddler? No. <laughs> it's the Riddler. Is it the Riddler? Wow. Good for the yeah. Riddler. He he had seven catches this week where, you know, the week prior was two. Week one and week two were also two receptions. So, I don't know. What were his targets? Eleven. Wow. And he caught most of them. Still shy on the touchdown department. Nothing scored yet from him. But, um, again, no no consistency from him. So, I'm, I'm going to say this is, this, this is a... Is a whiff. <laughs> no more. T- no, no top ten for him next week. Confirmed. Everybody pick, pick him up. up. Pick him up. Every you heard it here first. Pick him up. Pick him up. Yeah. Him twice. Tight end nine on the week. Cole Komet, fifteen point two points. Um, seeing some sign of life there from the Bears. And then I am probably the only person who knows this, who this is. Adam Troutman, tight end 10, 12.6 points. Excuse me. I knew who, he's on the Saints. I don't know. It, it has to be the Broncos. He's because the he Broncos. Who he is. Yes, yes. <laughs> I like he. He's a Titan for sure. Because <laughs> never heard this name before. You you have because he was actually tight end ten week one. So he's done <laughs> it twice. That wraps up our top ten performances. Um, next, let me check on Crispy. She's breathing. Um, it's good. But she's all right. <laughs> Um, this is normally where we talk about busts. Um, do we have to talk about the Cowboys? Yes. yes. 100% have to talk about how this defense got demolished and twice walloped by Michael Sarah. This T this T this defense had as many points as they've allowed for the season happen in one game, actually more, which was wonderful to see. So exciting. Uh, do you guys know what Dak is short for? Dakota? Dakota. Did you know that's his middle oh. name? <laughs> oh, what's his first name? Pick six. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Rain. Rain? 
Yeah. Like he's raining picks for sure. <laughs> I think if his name was Rain Prescott, he would be a much better quarterback. He needs to bless the reins in Africa or something. <laughs> like, why did he decide to go by his middle name, Dakota, and then shorten it? That's I, I don't know. That was a poor choice. He knew, bro. He he already he, he knew how bad he was at throwing it to the opposition. Didn't want the memes to be too. Oh, Payne is right there next to Rain, bro. Can you imagine <laughs> Payne Prescott. Oh, golly. Oh, we've been robbed. We have been robbed as well, an NFL community by this choice. I just unearthed, unearthed it. So maybe we can make it a thing. I Payne Prescott. <laughs> um, He's making it rain. So yeah, definitely a tough one. All I these just, people talking about how this was the true test for the Niners and then they just got he just demolished this team. Went ahead and showed how much pretenders they are. They've literally had they've literally had nothing but like really poor opponents that they've been able to go ahead and score on defensively. And mm-hmm. now they got outed for what they really are. And hold I hold on. You're saying cannot... that you're saying the New York Giants are not a measuring stick of how good teams are. <laughs> I I am putting that out there. I am boldly saying. That Daniel Jones is not him. He is not Timothy. Timothy Jones. Timothy Jones, ain't it? He's he's Danny. He's Danny Pennies now, not Danny, Danny Dimes. But, but but their defense got forty points week one. Isn't that does that mean you win the Super Bowl? It it does not. <laughs> that was like a golden uh, ticket. I'm confused. Yeah, I thought that was it. I thought it was like week one and it's like wrestling. One, two, three, you're out. That's it. You're done. Uh, if only that were the truth. Yeah, but they, they this team, like the, the offense has been insanely suspect for a really long time. Um, the defense has obviously been really, really good. I just I just believe I'm sorry to say, but I, I know a lot of people probably have this this opinion, but it's just Dak is not the guy, man. Uh, he, um, he's not been the guy ever. Yeah, I just, you know, Oof. Dak has 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 had how many years? And you know, he had he had an offensive line. He had Ezekiel Elliott. He's had C.D. Lamb. He's just had talent all around him, and he's still just he just he. I don't think I don't think he's the guy. It's just he's a. You're you're eventually going to start saying he's a he's a poor man's Dak Prescott or rich man's Dak Prescott. He's just kind of the the pinnacle of average to me. He's just he's uh he's never been a force multiplier. He's never been a someone that can really go ahead and elevate teams. I know he's got some really good stats, uh, but a lot of those stats do go ahead and come from like garbage time. Like I that was actually like one of the things that I heard this week that made me laugh so much was that uh the Niner defense didn't even go ahead and give Dak the opportunity to pad his stats because it just kept picking him off in the third and fourth quarter. <laughs> Until he finally got benched. Shannon Sharp calls it empty calories. Dak's empty calories every game. We'll see. We'll see what, what, what's going on with them. But uh, definitely, I don't know. Tough one for me to watch. I just, I just wanted a closer game. I expected... I, I, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. I thought I picked the Niners for this one. Um, but I, either way, I expected a closer game. And that was just kind of a... a it was just sad. Dakota, Dakota looks so sad out there. In the arms of an angel... <laughs> Uh, the next bust that we have was uh, the Bills in London uh, getting upset by the Jaguars. The so fact you- that the Bills showed up the day prior 
like how who thought that was okay who thought that that was the right plan that's so messed up that's so messed up (laughs) so oh my gosh i'm so dumb like it's like what probably a six-hour flight from buffalo to london add the time change in there we're talking maybe 10 hours i don't know we can fact check this but that's a big time swing and to get these football players you know go through all that and then play a football game that was a recipe for disaster and especially against a team that got to stay there they got to play there last week and played there again this week like that's just that was just piss poor planning like was really really silly on the you know bill's front office to think that they were giving themselves any kind of chance with that thought process so we talked about the cowboys you know um keeping the giants scoreless uh what's worse that or the patriots scoring no points against the saints sounds like the patriots right Close. now i like <laughs> cowboys <laughs> yeah the cowboys is worse just because i like brian dable I don't know, man. It was like, it was like 30, 30 something to nothing. And the week before, I think they got they they got wrecked by the Cowboys, thirty something to three. Yeah, um, they, they in the last two games they've scored three points. That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. don't know what's gonna happen in New England, but um, there's a lot of talk about how terrible the Broncos are. But yeah, the Patriots thing is pretty rough right now. They should just uh, who was they should just go with Zappy like. Mac Jones again, just like showing that he's not not him. He's not it. Can't go ahead and do anything. I mean, given he doesn't have a ton of like, I mean, he's he's got he's got some weapons, but just like yeah, again, he's just throwing terrible passes, making horrible decisions, just not giving the offense any kind of like opportunity to produce anything. And then the the defense. I mean, Belichick. Defenses have always been good, but when they're on the field so much, there's only, you know, there's only so much they can do. Let me oh, this is, they've uh, benched Mac Jones, right? Yes. Yeah, back-to-back weeks. Uh, they benched him against the Cowboys, and they benched him this past week against New Orleans. I think the Saints are a good defense, though. I mean, like, I, I don't um, I don't disagree with that statement, but still, like, to get goose egg like that. All right, well, um, let's go ahead and start looking at week six. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, they're canceling Thursday night football. But you guys, you guys are gonna listen to the pod after the fact, so you guys are aware. Uh, yeah, just don't watch Thursday night football. <laughs> yeah. Agree. Upset. 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 The silver lining, I would say, is Russell Wilson's got eleven passing touchdowns on the year, which is just one shy of how many bathrooms he has. He's reached this mark much faster than did last season. Good for him. He should be proud of himself for that. It's just I the offense has taken strides. Uh they haven't played perfectly by any means, but they've they're definitely a lot better than last year. But this defense is just so miserable. And we're just getting ourselves out of games. Um could have won three out of those four losses that we had. It could be totally different, but not the case. So Broncos are one and four, and they're playing in Arrowhead uh, against the four and one Chiefs. Um again, as of this recording. Uh, we know that uh, Kelsey is on the injured list, but looking like most likely he's going to play. Uh, so Travis Kelsey, congratulations on your three touchdowns. Uh, and Isaiah Pacheco, congratulations <laughs> on your top uh, one RB performance this week. Three touchdowns, like in the first quarter, probably. Uh, Sunday, we have our third London game. Third London game in a row. We have the Ravens, 3-2 and two against the 2-3 and three Titans. Should be a fun one to watch. Is it? And it's also kind of cool that we get like, what is it like, 
close to 14 hours of football on Sundays now with these London games. Uh, and can I get you guys officially on the record? Are you guys awake at 630 to watch these games? So let's <laughs> ask the father and then the other father and then the two <laughs> non-fathers and let's see what the record looks like. Oh, I have been awake for both. I was awake for the Toy Story one. I woke up at like five minutes left in the game. <laughs> I I talked about this on the pod. I missed the London, I missed the Toy Story game, and I think I slept. I think I was awake for the last part of last week, but didn't didn't actually watch it. So after the London game, we have a, a slew of games here in the morning slot. We have the two and three Commanders at the three and two Falcons. Um, not too much to be excited for there. I guess a handful of commanders here and there, but uh, let's see if Kyle Pitts goes off again to upset me. Hammond we, Ritter? What was his name again? Uh, Desmond Riddler. <laughs> Desmond Riddler. Then we have this slosh fest of the one in four Vikings against the one in four Bears. They should put that one behind the uh, the London game. That should be earlier than the London game. <laughs> should be the, the three a.m. game. Start our Sunday. Yes. Uh, the next game, some pretty good fantasy implication here. We have the three and one Seahawks against the two and three Bengals. This should be a really fun game to watch. I'm actually very curious to see how this plays out. I really think that the Bengals are the better team, but the Seahawks have uh, been annoyingly good. Uh, they were both they were annoyingly good last season, um, and they're annoyingly good this season. So, yeah, I, I hate it. I hate it, but I'm also very interested to see how this game plays out. I'm looking forward to this game. I just hate the Seahawks being good. Yeah, one hundred percent. Says and the NFC lose. West fans. Yeah, we'll see if the the Bengals can come back and see if Joe Burrow has back to back strong games. But the Seahawks will, will be a good test for him. All right, another super exciting matchup. We have the five and O. Is that is that a typo? Is that correct? The five and that O. Is, that is accurate. That is against definitely. the two and two Browns. Yeah, the Browns. I, I don't like. I mean, the Browns are okay. Go Elves. I'm, I'm just going to... I'm not going to Chris Pickers <laughs> myself here. I'm just going to say go Niners and that's it. Yeah, as of Wednesday, uh, Watson is still questionable. So if he doesn't play... I mean, if you're not a Niners fan, you're not going to be watching that game. It's going to be terrible. This is a, another similar slosh mess right here. Oh my God. Start all of your Dolphins. The <laughs> 0-5 Panthers one. against the 4-1 <laughs> Dolphins. This should not be allowed to be shown on television. This is going to be gross. Do you think the Dolphins can hit 70 points twice this season? Do you think they can do 72 on this one? Honestly, I, okay. I do. I like. I really do. Can I and start they, offensive linemen to score touchdowns? If they don't, it's because <laughs> H, H-Han's injured. It's the only when reason. Does, when does Jeff Wilson come back? Yeah, Jeff Wilson is practicing. He's um, He might be. He, yeah, he's in this week. Can he yes, score four this touchdowns? Gross. This is going to be gross. I'm calling right here. Upset of the week. Upset of the <laughs> week. You're crazy. Dude, the, Pan- the Panthers are tanking for Caleb Williams. Like, this is not going to be an upset. <laughs> they don't have a first-round pick next year. Can't even tank. So we'll see. We'll see if the Dolphins score that 72 points. Ugh, it's going to be ugly. Upset of the week. Write it down. Uh, another good one here. We have the three and two Colts against the three and two Jaguars. Jaguars back from London in their own time zone at their own home. Can they beat the Colts? If they traveled earlier this week, yes. If they wait until tomorrow to travel, no. <laughs> <laughs> Joe I can't. Is getting back into form, it feels like, and 
he's got that good connection with Kirk. So I have faith in him. Yeah, T-Law. And, you know, Gardner Minshew, it's cool and all, but... Minshew magic, baby. Oh, actually, now that you bring that up, that means it's the Minshew revenge game. Oh, oh, oh that's yeah. right. Ooh. Minshew's back in, uh, in the Jags stadium. Yeah, this this, is, this might be the game of the morning spicy. slot, at least. Yeah, for sure. And last one here in the morning, we have the defensive juggernaut of the New Orleans Saints. Three and two <laughs> against the Texans. Two and three. Put some respect on their name. DJ Stroud. I like we, him. We skipped this, like but uh, I did pick up Stroud in a ton of leagues last week mm-hmm. uh, because of the buys. And um, of course, he had a down week. Of course, when I pick him up, he ends up being quarterback 17 on the week. So um, that's my curse. But that means he's going to have a bounce back this week. So congratulations, Texans, on beating the Saints at home. Ooh, I like it. The like Crespo upset of the week? That I, I don't know if it's an upset, but I'll take it. All right, moving on to the afternoon slot. Another slosh fest. The 1-4 Patriots at the 2-3 and three Raiders. Josh McDaniel is going to get take the L. What's the what's the what's the mood like right now in Las Vegas, Lou? There's a sphere. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. The sphere looks awesome. The mood is sphere. <laughs> and the Spears. Patriots are spearing they're gonna lose another game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's an, a revenge game here a little bit, right? It's uh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels with Belichick in Vegas. Do you think the two of them like hang out? Do you think uh Josh McDaniels is going to take Belichick out to the sphere. I really hope he just takes him in front of the sphere and it's the face on the sphere looking right at them. And that's it. That's the gag. (laughs) I just feel whoever's going to win is going to be the person with the most hidden cameras. (laughs) Spygate. How old is that? I will never forget it as a ranch fan. I I know. I know you won't. (laughs) I hope they both lose. No ties, just losses. Give them both two losses. Next. Ooh, game of the week right here. The one and four Cardinals against the two and three Rams. I'm not making the same mistake. I know who the freaking quarterback is. Okay? <laughs> I was like, Josh Dobbs is sneaky. Josh Dobbs is a re- needs respect. Put the respect on the D and the O double B. <laughs> forgot the S, man. You forgot the S. Oh, took, man. No respect. Disrespect. Great. Now we're going to lose. Uh, games at SoFi. We'll see how it goes. We, we, we got, we, you guys have a healthy Cooper Cup now, so. Sky's the limit for the Rams at this point. My guess is that uh, we'll be leading at halftime and then we'll lose because uh, there's a third and fourth quarter. So are you congratulating Josh Dobbs on his on taking the Cardinals to two and four? Uh, congratulating him and I'm sending him to my brows. <laughs> oh, no. Next one we have is the also undefeated Eagles 5-0 and against the 1-3 Jets. Come on, Zach Wilson. He's can, they, can they trade Kirk Cousins midweek? To the Jets? Uh, as of Wednesday, <laughs> he's not been traded, so I not likely. Well, Baker to the Rams, was that like two days before or something? Wasn't that that was a quick turnaround too? And then last one that we have here in the in the afternoon slot is the four and one Lions against the three and one Bucks. How about those records? I'm looking forward to that one. This That'll is the game of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one will be a lot of fun. America's team, the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> Against America's quarterback Baker Mayfield. I mean, they they traveled hard to to Green Bay, didn't they? The Lions did. So yeah, that's a division game too, though. But 
Um, yeah, lines are hot right now. I think um, I think they go to Tampa and pull out the W. Mm-hmm. First I- overall pick, bus versus first overall pick, bus baby. Rough. <laughs> just, just fucking golf like that. Just, just casually leading four and one and three and one teams, doing work. Why are you hating on QB ten, Jared Goff? I love Jared Goff. He took us to a Super Bowl and scored three points, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he kicked the field goal. That's pretty good. He also had that amazing shootout with uh, Patrick Mahomes. All right, and then wrapping up with our two primetime games. These are going to be rough. So Sunday night football, we have the one and four Giants against the three and two Bills. Flex that to midnight. Can't wait to see all the Stefan Dick highlight reels. The Bills are going to go off just because of that loss they had last week in London. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Giants. Yeah, it's a Bills game for sure. Mm-hmm. And then, if you, just in case you didn't get enough uh, Cowboy primetime, we're going to get one more. Monday Night Football, we have the three and two Cowboys against the two and two Chargers. Can we just skip to Tuesday? <laughs> no, I need the Austin Eckler points. <laughs> I feel like it'll be a good game, an exciting game. I don't. I think the the Chargers offense is uh is the right kind of power. I think they'll they'll overpower that defense. Yeah, I feel like they're going to score a lot, but and the Chargers do have a good defense. Yeah, I mean the Chargers, the like Justin Herbert will probably throw like a pick six or two, but still, we'll go ahead and put pick, up enough yeah, offensive points. Did you just predict two pick sixes from Justin Herbert? I could see it happening, and I could still see the Chargers winning. Hmm, interesting. I'm going to go well, put that bet in at the sphere. Revenge narrative for this one. This is uh, Kellen Moore, OC for the Chargers, former OC for the Cowboys. Get some good, uh, some good revenge on his former team. Yep. Remind him why uh, why their offense was better when he was running it. Dakota misses him. <laughs> the pain train. <laughs> Got Dak dressed hey. up as Wolverine, staring at Kellen Moore in the picture frame. <laughs> it's Wolverine watching it. Yes, I remember when. <laughs> hey, so um, looks. I think it's Chris 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 getting up, guys. Oh, oh, uh, uh, getting up. Run, run, run. Scatter, let's, go, scatter. let's go, let's go, 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 go. Oh, hey there. Uh, you, you back? You okay? You good? Uh, what just happened? I think we lost you for a little bit. Did I just miss the entire episode? Um, most of it. Uh, I carried on. I think we're fine. Did I at least make it for our favorite segment? We, I couldn't do our favorite segment without you, so let's just kick off the Commission Crispy Corner. Well, guys, it's your favorite segment of the show, Commission Crispy Corner. What do you got for us today, Johnny? Uh, we've touched on our league, the Final Dynasty. Haven't spent too much time on it. Um, you know, I was going through... Um, after the weekly report came out, I was like, oh, I did pretty well. It's pretty cool. And then I just decided to scroll a little bit and check standings. I'm in first place. How the heck are you in first place? I, I honestly don't know. Well, I lost the first game and I feel like I've just been playing catch up the whole time, but I'm on a four week win streak. So I'm four and one. Um, the standings are super interesting right now. So Chris and I are tied for first, same record. And then there is three of you, including yourself, and three and two. And then we have a ton of people at two and three. One, two, three, four, five, six people. Half of the league has a losing record, which when I say it that way, that makes a lot of sense. But 
Still crazy. <laughs> Two and three for half of the league. I actually thought I was much closer to being in last place, but Castro is actually one and four, so I feel a lot better about my league this this year than I thought I was going to. I mean, if the playoffs started today, which we know they do, they don't, you're in fifth place, so you're definitely in the playoff mix right now. Well, that's exciting. That's actually very surprising to me that I would actually be in the playoffs because I thought I was doing way worse. Yeah, obviously still early. I mean, like I said, we're... About a third of the way into the... Into oh, so the, you're saying there's still a chance for me to end up in last place. No, I mean, just where all the standings are, right? I, again, I was super surprised I was in first place. I didn't even think that was realistic. Uh, surprisingly, I mean, makes sense, but I have the most points scored. I, did, I yeah, had no idea. Your team and, and Chris's team is like scarily good this season. I don't understand how that happened because normally your team sucks. It, I can't remember the last time I was in first place. So I am... Pretty excited right now. Um, and I think, yeah, my, my team's obviously doing well because I'm scored so many points. But I think I also don't have the depth. So it's going to be interesting going through um, buys and see if I can keep this up. Or I think, you know, I've been fairly lucky in terms of injuries so far. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, my team is just so low scoring that... In comparison to everybody else, I I honestly should be in last place. Well, luckily you're not. <laughs> Thank goodness. All right. You want to talk about fumble games? Let's talk fumble games. Finally. Um, no, I'm actually... <laughs> it's very interesting. I don't know if you were looking or paying attention too closely to like what people were projected last week. But last week, I was projected the least amount of points of everybody I was super stressed. I thought, oh, here it is. This is it. This is my last week. I haven't been able to get anybody off of the waivers because I'm not putting enough money in or enough fab to actually get any of the good players that are coming out of the eliminations. And I thought I was screwed. Luckily, so many of my players were underprojected, so I was actually fine. But it, I'm, I am concerned now because I, I am losing a couple of big players now, unfortunately. Uh, who are you losing? Devon Achan. And I don't, Eckler's supposed to come back, but I mean, he practiced. So as of what, today's Wednesday. Um, and he did practice this week. So he's supposed to play, but you never know. We've talked about coming off of an injury and what that looks like. Some people are coming out of injuries looking really good, but knowing my luck, he will probably be like on a snap count. Uh, he did say earlier this week, uh, it is, we're recording on a Wednesday, uh, that he is 99% likely to go. And he's been pretty good about updates. Uh, he's a fantasy player. Uh, he loves the fantasy community, so I trust him. And I think he'll go without a snap count. Again, it's early in the week when we're recording this, but I think Eckler is going to be a good play this week. I'm also really annoyed that Fumble Games doesn't have IR spots. Yeah, I thought about it, but it's like, do you really want to house these players? I mean, that was the big thing with uh, Justin Jefferson this week, right? So Justin Jefferson gets injured, and he was on the eliminated team. So I was curious to see how um, the bids were going to go for him. Um, obviously, uh, it was going to be a little bit lower, but we only had one bid for him. And so he went to Nick for $12. So Nick has to hold on to him in our mini benches of three players. And we'll see if that pays out because it sounds like Jefferson's going to be out for a while. Yeah, I don't know for how long he'll be out, but it's going to be a while. And then A-Chan's going to be out for a while, although they don't think he'll be out for the whole season. 
Yeah, no, I, it, it's just, it's, I'm used to having like IR spots on in Final Dynasty, so it would be nice because I have two people in IR on my team that I don't know what to do with. I don't know if it's worth holding on to HN, like if that's worth like holding that spot, especially when we only have three spots on our bench, but like I don't want to give him up if I can make it further and if he comes back. But there's also like, it's not for sure when he'll come back. So I don't know, lots to, lots to ponder over. Uh, so I'm looking at the waivers. Looks like you didn't pick anyone up. Uh, did you have any bids? I didn't pick anyone up in the waivers, but I did pick um, someone up in free agency. Okay. Um, uh, did you see who I picked up? I did. No. You got Mark Andrews. I sure for did. For 20. I sure did. Nice. Uh, I was kind of hesitant on doing that, um, but uh, I... Travis Kelsey was my first round pick, so I have an elite tight end, right? Uh, but we know, you know, t- uh, he health has been a question mark for him, and so I was like, yeah. I don't know if I should get a backup. And um, you know, when you're going to get someone like Andrews available, I felt comfortable with twenty because you know, if I didn't get him, I think that, that that'd be okay. But now, kind of loaded in tight end, so we'll see if that pays off. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's not a bad. You basically, well, okay. You don't necessarily have the one and two. You have the one and two in ADP based on like how they were drafted at the beginning of the season. But I mean, today it's not like their top most tight ends right now. I'd be really interested to see who has Sam Laporta. And then and then you want to stuff all your um, put it on your fab for that. I'm like, also, I feel like everyone who's getting eliminated lately doesn't have. I mean, obviously, that makes sense. They're getting eliminated early on. We're probably not going to see like bigger players on the waiver until slightly further down because the teams that are getting eliminated are the teams that aren't producing. And so the players on the teams aren't that great. Um, so that's kind of why I haven't really been putting it in um, or really putting it into any waivers because I'm trying to see how far I can make it to like elite players that start falling onto the waiver wire. And hopefully by then, people don't have that much fab. Although, I'm checking it out right now. And there's like a lot of people still who have 90 plus fab. And at least two people who still have 100. Although one of them, I think, was already knocked out. So I guess that doesn't count. Um, but like Castro still has $100 in fab. Yeah, Castro's good about not uh, picking up players. He really trusts his his drafts. And that's true for all of his leagues, but... I know we've talked about this last year. I don't know if, if I brought it up this year, but I get what you're saying. However, counterpoint to that, though, is that every week there is a first-round player available, right? To your point, I mean, this week was Justin Jefferson, which my, because of the health, you know, it's not as big of an impact. But otherwise, there, there yeah. will always be at least one first-round pick available. So Yeah, no, I mean, Justin Jefferson is definitely someone I was eyeing and considering initially um, in the waivers, but because Devon Achan just went to, onto IR. Was kind of like I can't have that many people on IR on my bench. Like it's just like, it's not going to work out for me. Yeah, if I'm going to sure. pick up a player, it needs to be a player that I'm going to put straight into my lineup. And that was kind of the only person I was really considering. Yeah, just uh, health is is a big deal in the fumble games. Well, one bad injury that just ruins your week. I think that's what happened with Justin Jefferson. Yeah, so that's kind of like what that was about. But I did get like my quarterback back. And if I get Eckler back, then I'm I should be okay for another week. And hopefully there might be somebody on the waiver wire next week that I 
we'll have to dump some money in. Although I don't know how this happened, but I'm already down to $64. I mean, you probably spent $36. That's why. Obviously, that's that's <laughs> math. That's how math works. We've talked about this. Don't give me numbers. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought I'd spend a lot less. I feel like I put in so many waivers like earlier on and I would get none of them. Um, but obviously, I've overpaid because I feel like I should have more. Hey, you're in the mix, though. That's You've survived three eliminations so far. Um, so, yeah, just got to have a strong enough squad to keep you going. And eventually, you know, the, the waivers are going to be fine and dandy, but there's going to be plenty of free agents available, too. Yeah, it's just crazy because there's like, because our bench is so small, like there are like, you know, like players who are supposed to be good. Like I have T Higgins on my bench and I would probably have to drop him for somebody else because he's not doing great other than like drop week him. two. But it just seems crazy to think like I would drop T Higgins, but I don't know why anybody else would pick him up because he's not producing. But that's my predicament right now. Drop him now. <laughs> nice. So you can get him? No, I don't know. He's not worth the stash. I know, but there hasn't been anybody for me to pick up. Really, I guess I could have picked up Justin Jefferson, but then I just have another player who's not producing. Like, I need players who are going to get me points. All right. Well, that's our episode. Glad I made it to the end. <laughs> Felt like a quick one for you, huh? Yeah, I know. It kind of just went by in a blur. <laughs> well, as always, friends, like, comment, subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell all of your friends. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Twitter. Find us on X. Gonna give it to you. At Noka underscore pod. One day, find us on Instagram. Uh, if someone <laughs> wants today. to draw us a logo, that'd be great. That is the that is the only thing missing for our Instagram to launch, according to co-host Crispy's rules. So you want to just throw yeah, in can't, some fan art. We can't have an it. Instagram with a generic logo. Nobody's going to care. No one, no one cares. No one cares. Oh, dang. See, see what I did there? <laughs> no one cares about your logo. Oh, next week's episode. Name. <laughs> All right, friends. Well, I'm Johnny. And I'm Crispy. Good luck to everyone in week six, unless you're playing one of us. In which case, we hope you lose. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.